and you don't have to have a passion for cars that started when you were four years old. You didn't have to grow up playing with Hot Wheels and you don't have to know all about engines to get into it. it. You can find your niche because there's so many different ways to get into the automotive industry. You're listening to Femcanic Garage, the podcast that features women in the automotive and motorsports industries. A community that elevates, empowers, and evolves by smashing stereotypes and breaking down barriers for women. I'm your host, Jamie Blossman. Buckle up for the ride, Fem Mechanics. Welcome to Femcanic Garage. This is your host, Jamie Blosman. I'm coming to you live from Tampa, Florida, where me and Sierra Feely is here and getting ready for tomorrow's recording and taping at the All Girls Garage, where Sierra will be featured in doing a glass repair on a Ford vehicle. Welcome to the driver's seat, my friend. How are you doing? Doing very well, thank you. So thanks for taking some time to sit down with us. Um, just going to pick your brain a little bit, if you don't mind, kind of share your journey a little bit with us about how you got into the automotive industry, where you started, and how you eventually ended up here at Safelite. Well, I started in a mechanic shop as an office manager, um, which was really just an out of getting, trying to get into a better job other than retail. Um, and I loved it, but I'm not much of an office person, so I was constantly trying to get out of the shop or out of the office and into the back of the shop, learning about the stuff that the mechanic was doing in the back, just trying to pick his brain and see what he was working on, learn new things. You know, um, I was never a huge car buff, but it was interesting. It was the atmosphere I was in, and I'd much rather be out there learning something new than staring at a computer. Now, were you the only female there? Of course. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, what was your most interesting thing that you dug into while you were in the mechanic shop? Ah, he was a 30-year tech for Dodge Chrysler Jeep, and his specialty was transmissions, and I loved watching him work on transmissions. They were a lot of fun, um, just the components to them, and it, I just found them really interesting. You know, I never really understood much of about a transmission other than it made my car shift Yeah. Uh, until I got to really look at one inside and out. Yeah. And then it was great. It was a lot of fun. And you shared a really cool story before uh, around getting into the transmission because you had a little smaller hand. Yes. Hands. So I had the small hands. So I would help to uh, try to position and hold and put in the little, what they call them the little C clips or Jesus clips because you would lose them very easily. They (laughs) spring off. And one time he lost one and it just went way off into the rafters and I had to go and climb up to the roof and dig around through some uh, fiberglass insulation to find it. But I found it. So all was good. What's funny with a lot of those cars, even finding those clips, like literally to buy can be challenging. Yes. So talk about trying to find something a needle in a haystack. To me, I, I like it. I, it. To me, it's fun. It's like, where's Waldo? It's like yeah. a puzzle. So, yeah. you know, find the thing that doesn't fit. And, um, you know, it was a very tiny little black clip 
in a mound of pink, fluffy, itchy cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. Um, but I can't tell you the, the, the feeling of accomplishment that you, you get after you find it. It's the best yeah. feeling ever. It's like Christmas. Yeah. It's so like having like, a little I, party. I got it. You know, and you can finally put the transmission back together all over that one little C-clip. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think I've had a few of those where it just drops down into no man's land. Mm-hmm. It happens when working on engines as well. Yes. And oh. even when you work work in the glass industry um when you're taking stuff apart under the hood because you do have to take apart the cowl the wipers um you will lose something in there so i have lost a couple you know bolts and clips and you get creative trying to find them and sometimes you have no idea how these things disappear into an engine bay you're like (laughs) i saw it go right there and you'll look for 20 minutes and it'll never appear again now, Engines eat eat pieces. They do. They, they do. do. I'm telling you. Now, how long were you at that shop? Uh, for a few years. For a few years. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the the unfortunately, he went through some some slow times, and it was a small mom and pop shop. So he just didn't have the money to keep me around for that long. But I had made some good connections while I was there. Mm-hmm. So easily transitioned into some other automotive fields, like advanced auto parts. Um, and then that's who I worked with when I transferred down to Orlando, when I moved down here. Now, what did you learn at advanced auto parts? What did you get mainly from there? I did a lot of stuff at advanced. So I delivered car parts. So I met a lot of different mechanics. Um, I worked the retail side of it. I also worked the commercial end of it and they tried to make me a commercial manager, but they couldn't pay me enough for it. So yeah. um, from there, I actually started working with Amazon down here doing deliveries and box trucks. And it was um, a decent job as far as I enjoyed it. And it was pretty low stress. But the sleep schedule was horrible because I worked third shift. So you'd work from 11 o'clock at night until 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. And oh. I have kids. So I'd go home and try and take a nap pick up kids from school that makes for a long day my a very friend. long day oh but that is ultimately you know what brought me to safe light because i was looking for anything to get out of that sleep that horrible sleep schedule so i was mm-hmm. like i just got to find something um and went online and safe light had a post for you know hiring technicians and said we'll train no experience needed and I was like, well, I'll give it a shot, you know, and now I got to get my brag on about you because like I said, a little birdie came to me and shared your story where you interviewed for the role. You actually, they wanted to bring you on in a store manager type role from day one and you actually turned them down and said that you wanted to become a technician first. Can you, can you share with the listeners a little bit about why you did that? So to me, I, I did. I, I did a very nice long interview whenever I first got hired because the technician role is not easy. So you'll interview anybody and kind of grill them and make sure that they know what they're getting into, especially in Florida, because it is very, very hot. And if you're outside working on a car, it is some really bad heat. So you have really long interviews anyway, where you try to prepare these people. But when you have a woman coming into a man's role, and at the time there was no other women as a technician in Orlando, um, they you really recruited some me. too. I have, I, I heard have you've recruited, recruited quite a bit of women. And, uh, so they really grilled me. And at the end of the interview, they, they came to me and they asked me, 
they said, would you be interested in the assistant manager role? We think you'd be great for this instead. And I, I really appreciated it. Um, I was very flattered. And I told them that I was not ruling it out as an option, but that I really wanted to try out the technician role first because to me that was more of a challenge. I know I can work in an office. I know that I can learn very quickly and I can work with people, but not many people will give you an opportunity as a woman to be a technician with no experience Mm -hmm. and to learn it. So that was my challenge. And in order to manage a group of people that are out there installing windshields all predominantly day, men, predominantly men, mm-hmm. I, how do I manage them if I don't know what they're doing? And also, how do I earn their respect telling them what to do if I don't know what they're doing? Yeah. So I found it was a, a key part of my job now as a manager to learn it from the, the ground up. Now, what was it? How were you received? And what was that process like when you first started being the token female? Um, So the first few days, everyone wants to lift the glass for you like you're fragile. And um, I had to, you know, tell them, no, no, I got this. I got this. Um, And then once they see that you got this, then they start getting a little competitive. And they Mm -hmm. they're like, well, I'm not going to get showed up by a woman. So then they're going to do everything they can to not let you win. So it changes the <laughs> dynamic a little and you have to get a little competitive. But um, ultimately, I wasn't very um, showy, you know, so I didn't try to pose a huge threat to everybody. I was there to do a job um, and to just stand my ground on things and to prove that I could do it. I wasn't trying to be better than everybody else, but I wanted to prove that I deserved to be there. Um, and that was what was important to me. And um, I also know that there's something you can learn from everybody. So that helped me a lot. And I learned from a lot of really great technicians and leaders. Um, and they helped me become a really great tech, which helps me teach a lot of my techs now. So super cool. Let's get into some of the technical stuff. Um, cause our listeners, uh, a lot of them probably work on cars, uh, some classic, some what I affectionately refer to as rice burners. Owned one, love those too. Um, but let's educate them, the viewers, a little bit around glass and what it's like to install glass, remove glass, and give them some tips and tricks and things to kind of follow where maybe they can save them from themselves. Uh, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say that I've YouTubed my fair share of things to DIY myself on, on my cars. I have to. If it doesn't get too involved, I'll do a lot on my own car. Yeah. You know, I've replaced some starters and, you know, alternators and belts things yeah. like that i'll do my own oil changes um i will not do my own transmission i'll say that i will leave that to the experts and you can do your own glass if you want <laughs> i could do my own glass if i wanted so let, let's share some of the you know key elements and gotchas and look out for this and do this don't do that if you don't mind with the uh, listeners so the basic install um is never as straightforward as what it will sound like because every car is very different. But it's you, you're going to take apart everything that is obstructing the view of the glass. So um, exterior A-pillars, uh, cowls, wipers, 
things like that. Uh, if you got a molding on the glass, if you're not, if you're trying to reuse it, you try to peel it off where you can reuse it. Or if you've got a new one, then you just cut that thing right out of your way. Um, and that'll just help you get a better angle on when you're going to try and cut the glass out. When you cut the glass out, there's many different methods to do so. Um, you always want to be cautious of things like rust, especially on older cars, because rust can be, if it's severe, then you really don't want to install glass on it until it's been treated properly because it will not allow for a proper adhesion between the glass and the pinch weld. Explain to the listeners what a pinch weld is. A pinch weld is the body of the car, if you will, that the glass sits on top of. So the frame of the car where the glass is sitting there is is the pinch weld of the car. When you are cutting out a windshield, besides rust, what you want to be careful of is to not cut the pinch weld. Because if you cut the pinch weld and you go into any of the areas where the glue would bond to, you would then also have to have the metal re-welded. Yeah, I've heard of hidden pinch welds is what yes. we refer to them in the industry. Get cut and it's literally... Uh, we have to buy out the entire car because it's so difficult to replace those spots on a car. It really depends on where you cut the pinch weld and how bad you cut the pinch weld. I've seen some cut pinch welds where it's just a half of an inch. um, And then others where they've gone across the whole bottom of the car. And you're just like, how did you do that? (laughs) Like, wow, that's talent, my friend. Um, uh, But if you're really, if you're being careful and you're aware of what you're doing, uh, it's, not something that you need as long as you're cautious you don't really need to be that concerned with it because if you're cautious and you know what you're doing then you can avoid cutting a pinch weld uh safe light provides pinch weld feeders so that you do not cut a pinch weld and that basically is going to go through the urethane um over the dash and then you're going to put your line up in between those pinch weld feeders and the glass so you stay above the pinch weld. They keep the line up above the pinch weld. Um, and then the key to that is to get out and check. Make sure you're above it at all times. If you feel resistance, you get out. You make sure you're not cutting into the, the metal. It's it's just um, as, a, as a woman, I find I was a little bit more detail-oriented than some of my peers. So I was very <laughs> cautious. So I, I was I was pretty careful, I have to say. So you you, you didn't rodeo that stuff? I did not. I, I never <laughs> cut a pinch weld myself. But as a manager, I've seen a lot of them. So let's talk a little bit about rust. Because when we talk about classic cars, and it's, it's funny what we call classic cars. I mean, like we were talking about before, it could be as 90s vehicles, Correct. right? Um, so... Just share a little bit about rust in um, if there's just surface rust. Could, you know, if someone wanted to install their own glass, could they put it on the surface rust? What's the recommendations around that? So surface rust, you can install glass on, but you have to still treat it. And it doesn't mean that you've properly treated the rust where it will never come back. So you have to be aware of that. If this is a classic car and it's something that you own and you want to keep for a long time, 
I would really recommend rebuilding the metal because it's the only way to properly treat that rust where it's not going to come back because rust is like a cancer. So if you're going to just grind it down to bare metal, treat it with some phosphoric acid, throw some primer on top of it, it'll probably hold for a year, a couple years maybe at best. But down the line, you're going to get that rust is going to keep coming back. And what it'll do is it'll eat away at the metal, which will in turn eat away at your surface that you've bonded your your um, urethane to. And now you don't have a secure bond. And now it's a safety hazard and your glass could pop out if you were in an accident. So there is, you you use the term cut out the glass. So I, I want to talk a little bit about that because there's probably when people think cut out glass, they're thinking knives. So talk to them about uh, how giddy and maybe overzealous folks may get with knives and cutting out glass on their vehicle. So there's many methods to cut out glass and Safe Light primarily uses something that is not a knife. Um, you know, a lot of other industries will use things uh, like cold knives, long blades, and those are basically knives that can cut into your pinch weld, cause rust issues down the line. Uh, the main tool SafeLight uses, the Easy Wire, actually uses a braided fiber line. Um, it's it's actually very smooth and just like a string like material, and not a wire, not a wire, not a wire, not a wire, not, not metal. metal at all. Mm-hmm. And they use a metal feeder that just kind of lightly pushes through the urethane over the dash, and just to push that that um, fiber line through just enough to where you can pull it out and then you'll wrap it around the exterior part of the windshield so that when they crank it from the inside, it cranks that fiber line and it comes right through the urethane back into the interior of the car, which cuts through the entire bond of the urethane without damaging the vehicle at all. So you're not using any kind of knife. You're not scratching any kind of metal. Uh, it's one of the safest ways you can cut out that windshield without causing damage to a vehicle. I, I'm just having this visual. You you pull up because the majority of the technicians are mobile technicians. Yes. So they go out to a location and change the glass. Yes. Uh, replace it. Now, what kind of reaction did you get when you'd pull up to a house and you stroll up? You know, if you don't mind me asking, how tall are you? Uh, I am five foot five. Five five. Petite woman, and you're slinging these windshields. Um, I will say that I got discrimination about it on a daily basis. How so? so? From the customers? From the customers. Um, You get a little bit from, you know, coworkers here and there, but you just have to use that as motivation. What do you mean by discrimination? Talk a little bit about that. There's probably a lot of people who can relate. that you'll see is, like, people will say... Uh, do you have help coming? You're going to do that all by yourself. Wow. Uh, uh, I had peop- uh, a couple people that said, oh, that glass must not be very heavy then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, you, you get a lot of it. And now I, I have to ask out of curiosity, was it a mix between like women and men? So, yes, there was a mix. But I'll say the people or the ones that were actually a little bit more stereotypical with it and more abrasive abrasive were the women, the older women. Fascinating. They really were. They They didn't want you doing it. No, they, they, I I don't know if they felt like it was threatening an old 
gender stereotype or I'm not sure what it was, but you just, I I've told this to other women that I've brought into the industry that you're going to experience people that will doubt you. You're going to experience people that may criticize you and you've got to learn to not let it bother you and to use it as motivation to keep going, to prove them wrong. Whatever you got to use to just keep going and laugh it off. Because if you let it bother you, you won't make it. Because it's an everyday occurrence. It really is. I wish it wasn't. I wish it was more of a normal thing to see women and just be like, oh, there's a chick coming out here to, to replace my windshield. All right. Do your thing. You know, high five. But I, I got to do not. a little shout out to our Femcanic folks. Ladies, this is exactly why this podcast exists. Because it's not what I have found. And I don't know if, if this was in your case here, but... The men in my life have been some of my biggest cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. It, and oftentimes it was, like you would mention, almost like older women. Like, yes. why are you doing that? You know, kind of like, the that's such a man thing to do, you know? It's right. like, it, no, I can get dirty during the day and, and embrace my femininity. Right. You can have both. Listen, I'm, I'll go make you a pie at night that will blow you away, <laughs> but right now I'm changing your glass, so <laughs> yeah. let's just get this over with, right? And you know, this is what I do. Let's empower each right. other. We're women. And, let's and, empower each other. Um, I actually did home deliveries for Sears for a while with my brother-in-law yeah. where I would go and deliver refrigerators and mattresses and washers oh, and dryers to got, people. Oh, okay. And I got all kinds of it during that, too, because they're like, she's not going to go and deliver that into my house. And then all of a sudden you see me picking up a refrigerator and carrying it up two flights of stairs. Yeah. And they're like, well, (laughs) (laughs) never mind. (laughs) That is awesome. It's it's interesting that um, when I had that visual, I'm like, man, I wonder what the experience was out there. And my partner and I are actually going to hit the streets and start doing um, street interviews with men and women and the question is you have two mechanics you get to pick which mechanic works on your car and one is male and one is female which would you pick and why and that's all we're going to ask that's all we're going to ask and we're going to collect the data and the demographs and see what comes out of and it there's no more background info like this None. one has a degree well from... yes yeah, okay it, it okay. was good yes that's the first thing my partner said it, it, yes they're you know equal in all of their accolades equal in all their training equal across the board equal the only the board. difference is their gender which would you be more likely to take your car to and trust with your car to get um mechanical work and see what they say and ask about painting and we want to find out from a mechanical and like a painting like a couple different like avenues and just see what the um population tells us and i have some ideas just from my own personal experiences um i hope it's not true but you're not giving me a lot of faith with your feedback (laughs) you will see i'll just say it's not for every woman at all. It's not for every man either, though. Mm-hmm. I have seen men that could not hack this job as a technician. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of them that I've seen one. I saw a guy that started and his first day on the road, he came back and he quit. He said, I can't do this. 
like I said, it is hot in Florida. Yeah. That's a big play in it. And cars are not always easy to work on. Um, not every car is going to be uh, quick. We're in and out and everything went smooth. As mm-hmm. a, as, on the contrary, when you're doing five or six cars a day, you're probably going to get one that's going to be a pain in the butt. Yeah. And it's going to kick your butt and you're going to kick and throw things and be like, <laughs> I don't want to do this again. But, you know, it takes the people that are a little bit more strong willed to get through that. Yeah. Um, so that can be man or woman. And if you're a woman and you're facing a daily discrimination of why are you doing this? This isn't what you're supposed to be doing. It makes it harder because you have to have that that fighting the social norms, you know, yeah. and I can definitely see why it's hard. But I will say, because it's not for every woman, I wouldn't hire just any woman just because she's a woman to work on my car or to work at this job. But I do have a woman that works for me now. And yeah. I, have a, I have a female tech at my store that I got to hire. And I'm super happy because she's doing great. Well, I believe, based on our conversation earlier, um, I featured on my in, on the Femcanic Instagram page, Janae Law, where I believe you hired her. I definitely went through the interview and helped get her on board, but um, she works out of the Orlando store doing repairs. Yeah. Uh, so she doesn't work out of my location right now. I don't have any repair techs out of my location right now. They're all straight technicians. Yeah. But Janae's awesome. She's come in here and she's worked really hard. Um and I'm super proud of her because she is she's awesome and she has all this femininity about her too. Well, she does. I took a picture of her, her nails. nails. They're yes. gorgeous. She does. She has. I don't. I don't have nails. <laughs> uh, I can't do nails. But she has beautiful nails and she's always got like beautiful hair and lashes going on. And I'm like, more power to you. I I don't get all that dressed up, but I think it's she's gorgeous and she does a great job out there. She works super hard. She doesn't let any of these guys bully her and she does a fantastic job out there i saw her out there and she had a swag about her i'm like i need to go get a picture with that woman right there and i'm gonna feature her so if those of you check out the in my the femcanic garage instagram page and you can check out the montage of janae law um Let's let's shift well before we get off of the technician part is there any tips or tricks absolute do's and don'ts that you want to share with the listeners that you haven't already shared uh, always be very cautious of what you're doing and what you're touching. Um, you will get very, very dirty working on a windshield and a car and under the hood. Uh, urethane is black and it stains and it doesn't come out. So um, change your gloves often. Don't be careful of First touching First wear gloves. Right. Always There's probably yeah. a lot of – I know a lot of people who work on cars and don't wear gloves. It's uh, a pain in the butt. And in, in Florida, I can really understand why because it gets so hot that your hands sweat and it's just eh, – it's gross, right? Mm-hmm. I don't get mm-hmm. grossed out easy, but hand sweat is kind of gross. And um, gloves make it really bad. But um, after working on them enough, I'll tell you, I doubled up with gloves because – Trying to change a pair of gloves with wet, sweaty hands oh, is very difficult. Good trick. So I would put two pairs of nitrile gloves on, and then whenever one pair would get the top pair would get dirty, I'd take that pair off, and then it's easy to slide on. You a said nitrile gloves. Nitrile. So is there is nitra nitrile 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 nitrile. I'm not sure. So there's like a particular brand that you'd recommend. It's like the rubber working? kind of glove. You wear cut gloves when you're handling glass. Uh-huh. You wear nitriles when you're handling chemicals. But I would keep nitriles on a lot of times even over my cut gloves just to keep them clean. 
uh-huh. and just to keep my hands clean because if you get urethane and primer and a lot of this stuff on your hands, it will eat up your hands and it will stain your hands really bad. I had very dirty hands when I was yeah. in tech. And, and I don't want to assume, so just to be clear, um, cut gloves are? It's a cut resistant glove, not cut proof. Got it. I've learned that too. Um, <laughs> and it's just a thicker material of a, a glove, um, you know, like a cloth, almost kind of a glove. Got it. And you're going to handle that when you're handling glass to prevent yourself from getting cuts. Mm-hmm. And uh, the nitriles are more for the chemicals. So. so you get to really two birds with one stone when you layer them up. Yeah. I, not everyone does that because most people, like you said, don't even like wearing gloves. So most people aren't like, I'm not putting on all this extra glove. But um, I've learned when you're wearing the cut gloves, if you get stuff like butyl on them, which is a very sticky, almost bubblegum-like substance that mm-hmm. they use for certain pieces of glass, uh, it doesn't come off nicely. And it will ruin a pair of cut gloves really fast. So there's different urethane for different types of glass. Yeah, so butyl is not a urethane. Urethane is the glue that they'll use to adhere most windshields, some some tempered too. And butyl is used for educate some, the user, the viewers or listeners on um, tempered glass. What tempered, is tempered glass? Tempered glass is the glass that you hit it one time and it shatters into a million pieces. So and it's usually glasses. most of your door glasses, even though there are some laminated door glasses, your back glasses. Mm-hmm. So um, your windshield is a safety glass. It's made up of two layers of glass and a polyvinyl butyrol in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it's got like a rubber material in the middle. It'll hold it together. So even when it breaks, that's why it doesn't shatter in on you. you it's not cracks. meant to shatter in on you because it's meant to hold you in the car in the uh. event of an accident. The tempered glass on the side of the car and your door glasses is meant to break into a million pieces. So so that if you're in an accident and you need an exit and you're trapped in the car. Hmm. So what is butyl then? Butyl is like a, a very sticky bubblegum-like black su- sticky substance that they will use to adhere mainly more like back glasses. Got it. And very, very old school windshields sometimes. Got it. Okay. Cool. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. So let's let's shift gears a little bit. You have a pretty big festivity coming on tomorrow yes. uh it is the recording of uh all girls garage so you'll be able to chat with the three hosts and i believe we're catching lunch with them tomorrow um tell us about the process of you know the phone call of hey you want to be on tv i mean this isn't i believe the show is in its seventh or eighth year uh it's on motor trend network uh used to be velocity um it's a discovery uh, parent company, pretty big deal. Uh, quite the following, not to make you nervous at all. <laughs> <laughs> so y- you have the marketing folks from Safe Light Autoglass, which is no slouch in themselves, the largest national autoglass installer, right? And you're going to be representing the entire brand tomorrow. Uh, it is um, a little nerve wracking for sure. Uh, and I'm not a big camera person or social media person, and I'm definitely a little nervous for it, but I'm excited because to me, it's an experience. It's an opportunity, something to take away from it, to learn from it. So I couldn't pass it up. You know, when they reached out to me, I was like, 
Not many yeah. people can put that on their resume, right? Right. right. So, um, what was that like? What were you doing when you got the phone call? It was in, it was an email from uh-huh. Kristen, and um, it was she had saw a an audition that I did that uh, a bunch of my coworkers had kind of like like oh you've got to audition for this commercial and i was like i guess and they're trying to get women in commercials right and i was the only woman that tried out because i was the only woman technician at the time out of the location so i tried out and i was really honestly relieved i didn't get it because i wasn't really like super gung-ho about it i was just like okay i'll try super uncomfortable in front of the camera and um and then someone from the wire which is safe lights internet web page marketing web page yeah had reached out to me and done a short little story on me and my journey and i guess the people from the marketing department Kristen, they they had seen all of that and thought that i would be a really good fit for this so they just randomly shot me an email saying hey this is what we've got going on would you be interested in it and I couldn't say no. I don't care how nervous I am um, yeah. and how uncomfortable in front of a camera I am. I've, I've got to say yes to it because to me it's just it's an awesome opportunity. It's an awesome experience. So I'm just going to wing it and have fun with it. You say wing it. You just schooled our entire listener group on glass at a level that the average <laughs> – and experienced card person has no clue about. So it's it's my everyday life now. You know, it's right. what I do for a living. So even if I don't install every day anymore, because they've finally roped me back into that management spot, and and I do that now, um, it's still what I do for a living every day. So to me, it's natural. Yeah. You know, my husband does not want me to go home and talk about auto glass all day, every day. He gets so <laughs> over it. So it's kind of nice being able to talk to somebody that wants to hear about it. Yeah, so that, that's refreshing. What are you most excited about for this uh, all girls garage shoot? Uh, I'm really excited to meet all of the different people. Like I've already got to meet so many cool people today that I have not mm-hmm. met before. And the experience has been great so far and I'm really excited to just meet all of the different personalities and learn a little bit about all of it and just take away from it, you know, whatever I can learn from it and I'm going to have fun with it. I'm just Have you ever it. seen the show? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm pretty sure I may have binge watched that a yeah. few times. <laughs> one of my really good friends is in love with one of the girls from the show. He was very <laughs> jealous. He's like, can I follow you down there? Can I come with you? No. Do you know yeah. which one? Um, Christy, I believe. Oh, okay. Yes. So I was like, hee hee, what can I get to do? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, so. uh, you can show him maybe some selfies. Who knows? Oh, right? yeah. I was like, uh, I can't wait. I was like, if I get any back behind the scenes footage to, to show off, I'm I'm going to. I won't post it anywhere because I'm sure that's not allowed. But just I, to, I'm looking into that. Yeah. I'm looking into that. It, we will see. Just to, share, just to share with immediate friends and family that I can be like, look what I got to do. That's all I really. That's That'll be fun. And it uh, just for the listeners that will air May eleventh, twenty nineteen, uh, on the Motor Trend Network All Girls Garage Show. So y'all will have to go check it out. So I would like to jump into the red line round if you are up for that. What this is? This is me just firing off about five questions, random, whatever pops into your head first. Just go ahead and spit it out and share it with. There's no right, wrong. It's just whatever comes to your mind first. So, are you up for it? Yes. All right. Round one. 
What is a resource you have used in your journey that you can share with other femcanics? You are never done learning and always listen to everyone else around you, even if it's not something that immediately helps you. I've learned from so many different people in the industry, and sometimes it was I learned that that didn't work for me, and sometimes I learned that, that it, it did work. But you've always got to just pay attention to your surroundings, and every, including everyone around you, and learn from it. That's my big, been my biggest resource has been the people. Great. Good shit. Round two. What has been the best industry book podcast or class you have consumed in the last 12 months? I did a class recently that was kind of lengthy, but it was good. It was like a corporate class, and you learned about hiring and how to retain your people but it got a lot of different insight on some of the leadership things that I'm doing. And it was a lot of fun. Um, and I got to work with a lot of different people from across the country doing it. Oh, that's um, fun. So, yeah, there was a um, an HR person from California that ran it. And it was a lot of fun. And I got to learn a lot of cool stuff. At first, you're like, oh, what did I have to get signed up into? And another meeting. And... Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I did learn a lot of cool stuff out of it. That's super cool. Round three. When do you feel most alive and why? I would say when I am out diving and exploring a new spring, because that's one of my favorite hobbies. And I like to just really check out what's down there. And it's something that's out of you know, this world kind of, you know, it, it's, it kind of disconnects you from everything going on out here and to be underwater, um, and have everything kind of tuned out and you're just oh, wow. around it, like surrounded by like a cave and so fish, snorkeling, snorkeling. I like free diving. Now, do you do any scuba diving? I've never scuba dived yet. I'm not going to say I won't. I will definitely scuba dive one day, but right now I do a lot of free diving. So Getting. What's the coolest thing you ever found? Do you ever find stuff when you're diving? Uh, you um, you know, I found more cool stuff geocaching than I found free diving, no more so. Um, I mean, I found a really... Geocaching. Uh, geocaching. Educate it's a, me. a national or actually worldwide scavenger hunt. It's free. You can go online and sign up for it. What? And then you find a lot of really cool stuff. And actually, a lot of the stuff I found wasn't even in the geocaches itself but it would be in surrounding areas while i'm looking for it um and geocaching so, mm -hmm. i have to look that up i've yeah. never heard of it mm -hmm. sounds interesting swimming it's like diving i've seen uh really cool turtles and fish and stingrays and sharks and all kinds of really interesting stuff diving sharks. animals yes like big sharks uh Nurse sharks, black tips, not sharks. huge sharks, but sharks. There's sharks. Yeah, it's the ocean. There's sharks. <laughs> yes. There's sharks. Oh, boy. Yeehaw. <laughs> Shark week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Round four. What is a personal habit that has helped you significantly in this industry? listening to everybody and and 
really trying to learn from everybody. Like I said, even if even if it's something you learn that you don't do, or you know, or that you you think is a great way to do things, uh, it, it's how you're going to refine your skills and become a better tech. Don't ever think you know it all. That's that's the best skill that you can learn out of this. I think if you think you know it all, you don't. And, and you're never going to get better with that mindset. You've got to get keep the mindset that you're always learning. Be a lifelong learner. Curiosity. Curiosity. Be that cat. Super cool. <laughs> oh, that's funny. The mascot of Femkinic Raj is a cat. Really? It is. There's just too much fun to play around pussycat and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I was, I'm like, I don't think those jokes are appropriate right now, but I can think of some. But that's awesome. That we'll we'll awesome. do that over drinks. Right, yeah. Maybe that'll be like yeah. a, I don't know, behind the scenes or something <laughs> we can share with the listeners. What is your parting advice to other women, girls, women that may have an interest in the automotive industry or already are in the automotive industry? What's your parting advice to them? I would say don't be discouraged if you think it's a a male-dominated industry or if you feel like you don't have enough experience or knowledge to get into it because you can start at any point in your life and you don't have to have a passion for cars that started when you were four years old. You didn't have to grow up playing with Hot Wheels and you don't have to know all about engines to get into it. It, You can find your niche because there's so many different ways to get into the automotive industry, whether it's in detailing or in painting um, or, you know, in the mechanic side of welding glass or in running the auto glass or in running a shop. Um, There's so many different ways you can get into it. Don't rule it out. Um, You know, you may get into it just by happy accident, kind of like I did, and find out that you're really good at it and just stick it out. And it could be your thing one day. It doesn't always have to be your passion. My passion happens to be gardening and swimming and animals. Um, But I work in auto glass and I love it and I'm good at it. It's awesome. Sierra, thank you so much for being in the driver's seat. Um, Folks, what is the best way for folks to reach out to you and give you a high five, the social media high five, and tell you that you're a badass? Well, I'm um, not on a lot of social media platforms, I'll have to say, Uh, but I do have a Instagram that I kind of share with my husband, which is Kyle underscore Sierra underscore O nine. And you are welcome to hit me up on there, which would be great. And, um, yeah, I, I, I welcome any and all feedback or, you know, high fives, pokes, whatever they are. It's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm welcome to it. I and think poking is a dating site. <laughs> is it really? Oh, gosh. No, don't do that. Don't poke. Don't poke. Don't poke. She's married. I'm don't married. poke. Don't poke. <laughs> well, thanks for hopping in the driver's seat and taking us along this journey. Um, probably going to circle back with you after the um, festivities happen at the taping. And what we may do is do the behind the scenes tomorrow and include that uh a little later. Awesome. Thank Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It has been so much fun. Thanks a lot, Sierra. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Femcanic Garage Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Femcanic Garage. Check out our website, femcanicgarage.com, for swag and the transcribes for each episode. If you want to help grow this community, 
Do me a favor and subscribe, rate, review, and most importantly, share this podcast. Spread the word. This is Jamie B. signing off. Are you a femcanic?